This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and it's a goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! happy because I went to Melksham and stayed dry. I don't think that was the case for you though, was it? Well, I think you know that that wasn't the case for me, Rich. I think you saw me getting wet and uh, didn't invite me under the shelter, so. Yeah, there were seats. There were seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. My antisocial behaviour this weekend was really quite something. I bumped into Matt in Singapore, who wasn't in Singapore. He was in Melksham with his lovely family and invited me to sit next to him and I was like yes okay and come the 65th minute when the rains uh, arrived I was absolutely joyous but in my peripheral vision at all times was you and <laughs> was you and your entourage um, and I was just like Connor Connor <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, mean, I think um <laughs> In the 65 minute when the the rains arrived, just underselling it a little bit, it felt like the heavens opened. <laughs> um, but it was a, a lovely tribute to five years ago when we were in the same ground and absolutely soaked as well. Um, I honestly don't think I would I would like to do Melksham away without something like that happening. So it's it's character building, and I think we're going to need a lot of character this season, Rich. There, so. I think so, and and that was that was my first rainy Melksham. I missed the twine one. 
but I, I went to the Scorcher in 2018 and I went last year too, which was fine. It wasn't either boiling or, or bad weather at all. It was quite nice Friday evening, if I recall. Um, so yes, um, very happy with the sheltered accommodation that I had secured in the game. Didn't get a drop of rain on me until I had to try and get to the car park, which you know ruined it all. But it was a light drizzle at that at that stage. So I think I won yesterday. Not Swindon Town, not Melcham. <laughs> I think I was the real winner. <laughs> in terms of the previous episode, which we which which I recorded with Terry, some things have already been answered very very swiftly. I think the key here is to ask a question in the podcast title yeah. and get a quick response. So Akinodomeo, who we all wanted or were happy to stick around, has departed. He's joined Northampton Town, so we'll see him again next season. Um, a player of the year two seasons ago, yes, in a, in a terrible, terrible season. Again, people are quite happy for this to happen on the basis that we replace adequately. So we wish him well and see what... Sandro and co do in the transfer market yeah I thought it's it's actually quite nice looking at his post that he'd put up um after he left and just seeing a list of Swindon fans wishing him well I'm sure there were some that that weren't quite so nice messages but the ones that I'd read and there were quite a few because uh I had nothing to do um, at the point that that happened all seemed to be pretty positive like you know thank you for playing well for the club over the course of two seasons and, and and good luck obviously not in the two games that we play against Northampton next season but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, isn't it? I think we, we've seen him develop a lot in in some ways. And I think I, I was personally a bit confused that he didn't play more towards the end of last season. Mm. And I wonder if that's just a factor in the fact he's gone. Um, but then at the same time, I think um, Northampton have announced that it's like a, there's an undisclosed fee between the two sides because I guess although he's out contract, he might be subject to a tribunal. Um, so if they agree a fee instead, then I guess they don't have to do that. Um, so at, at least... The club has also got something from um, the, the way he's developed as well over the, the past couple of years, it, in addition to um, some good performances um, in the year we got relegated and uh, last season as well. So um, I think it's a bit of a shame because uh, personally, I really liked watching him. I thought he was very good uh, and I think he could have been a really important player for us this season if we'd have had the chance to play him. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like ultimately, there'll be a lot of options out there to replace him. So, although it is a, I think Terry summed up like the idea of not signing players and then signing similar players uh, quite well. It's there is a risk in terms of rolling the dice, um, but then there is also an upside as well. So, um, yeah, I guess it's one of those things. And um, yeah, it's quite nice that someone leaves the club and there's not just complete uproar. Yeah, it is. It really is. And so I think his two seasons quite contrasting because he really benefited from our capitulation really because when you consider he was a Reading released could have easily ended up in non-league like so many academy players at that stage and he got that trial under Richie Wellens got that contract I'm more than sure it would have been the football equivalent of peanuts in terms of salary and he did really really well I don't think any of us expected him to play as much as he did in 2021 and then that season when he did play he was he was fine he was good I, what I loved about him uh, at Swindon was just how he was so relaxed and cool and even when he made mild mild boo-boos he would just get on with it and it never seemed to impact his play and I really liked that and I think I think I just noticed him more for where where we sit in in the Don Rogers we see him sort of 
in position quite often. And I just, I just, I always felt that, you know, he was never spectacular, but he was, he was reliable and I wish him well and hope it works out for him at Northampton. Yeah, and I think that the one thing I reg- will regret is that we never saw him score for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> not that I could ever really remember a point that he came close to scoring for us, but I think over the course of what was it like nearly, I guess it would have been quite a lot of performances over two years, um, I think he deserved one at some point. So I, I'm sure he will probably go and score against us now that we've said this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he never got the game like Jay McEverly got where his last game for Swindon, he was just shooting from distance. I think he, he hit the bar, didn't he? But um, <laughs> everyone was desperate for McEverly to score and he didn't quite make it. But I don't think Odomeo had that opportunity. Um, but yeah, good luck to the guy. Absolutely no bitterness here. Um, he's going to do his thing and we've played our part in his career and I hope it I hope he thrives elsewhere. We we don't know what's happening with Rob Hunt. That's gone very, very quiet. All the rumour mill suggested he he had options secured, but another week passes without him and we don't know if Swindon are in still in talks or not. But I would would we say given friend of the pod, Ryan Walker's recent tweet about Jack Payne, is there mild hope here with, with Payne sticking around? Well, can can I answer about Hunt first? Like, I assume because the wording of the um, like re- released and retained list earlier this summer was that we remain in talks with Rob Hunt. Until they announce that we're no longer in talks with Rob Hunt, I assume that we're just having a chat with him uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully that means he'll stay. Uh, with Jack Payne, I, I don't know whether to tell... I, I can't tell if what that is is... Um, the the option for Jack Payne to stay is still on the table and uh he's still not signed for someone yet. So like the, the longer time goes on, the more likely he is he is to rejoin um us. Um and or if it's just the yeah, the option's still on the table, but he kind of isn't going to stay and is trying to find the club that will um pick him up um in League One. Uh it's difficult to tell. Obviously there was also um I think a piece in the advertiser on Saturday morning um, about how they'd put together really, really like big contracts and, and, and stuff like that for him to get him to try and stay. So again, it's like, is, is that, did they put a contract offer in earlier in the summer? And then they've now, because he's looking at Sheffield Wednesday or who I guess from Ryan Sweet have called their interest, have they decided to up the offer or do something about the offer that makes it slightly more um, attractive to Jack Payne? Um, or, was the offer in the first place already what they would consider a good offer? And it's just the case of um, waiting for time to come down and see what Jack Payne makes for his decision. No idea. I'm hoping Harry McCurdy, I can see that they've been together on Instagram um, over the weekend. I'm hoping that he's doing uh, sort of his, his job. Um, I mean, Harry, <laughs> Harry Payne's Jack Payne related, Insta- Harry McCurdy's Jack Payne Instagram feed uh, has been pretty good over the weekend so uh yeah i'm going on going for a full set of emotions watching his story at the moment but um yeah <laughs> it's it's so hard to tell isn't it like I, I like a lot of those kinds of bits of information it's like is that a repackaging of information we already have or is that like from from the club or is that new information that sounds like old information yeah well, either way, Harry McCurdy is trying to do the Lord's work at the moment by uh, <laughs> cyberbullying Jack Payne to sign a new contract. And frankly, we're all here for it. So hanging around Belgravia area of London, you know, well done them. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's maybe signed his attractive new contract, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's that's the that's the contracted players. Um, more from the previous episodes, some wild rumor mill churning from Terry. Um, him and and Tyler thought they'd and they possibly had solved the mysterious Zlatan esque mystery. Wondered whether it was Joe Wildsmith, who again less than twenty four hours signed for Derby County. Um, but another name did emerge after that within the same conversation, which was the uh, former second keeper to several clubs, Dino Visser, which is a lovely name. Yeah, and I will point out that that was just me looking at free agents on Transfermarkt. With ponytails. Uh, when, and the thing is, in the picture, he doesn't even have a ponytail. But I thought, I mean, it's got to be someone because there's no one else it could possibly be. Uh, so I just Googled his name. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, he, he has a ponytail at the moment. I, I really can't tell if he has the same face. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so different I, I mean honestly like now that I'm having this conversation I'm starting to think I'm a deranged Swindon fan <laughs> um, but yeah I, and I definitely am uh, but yeah it's um, I think it is him in that picture I'm not I'm, I just don't know yeah ponytail itty bitty beard goalkeeper you know earlobes pretty similar earlobes pretty similar that's that's all you need that's all you need <laughs> low strangers stressing over a third or fourth choice goalkeeper uh, <laughs> who might be just training for fitness. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't at the game at Melksham this weekend, which we shall now move on to. So Melksham Town 2, Swindon Town 3. I really always do enjoy trips to Melksham Town in terms of those non-league friendlies. Goals from trialists and Ricky Aguilar. We'll talk about the trials later because I think... We have the full list. Uh, Melksham, funny enough, fielded as many players with Swindon Town links as Swindon Town did contracted players at the start of the game. It was very trial heavy, which is a bit different to the uh, the norm, but we'll discuss later. I think it was broadly very, very positive. The contracted players were Sol Brin in goal, Harrison Minturn, Captain Ricky Agua and Mo Dabre. Uh, whereas Melksham had a few former under-18s of Swindon Town, Connor Thompson, Will Christopher, and then those first-year pros, Ralph Graham and Sol Price. Actually, they also had Chris Zabrowski come off the bench, who has plenty of Football League experience and was briefly an under-18 at town. We'll talk about the game generally within talking about the players who featured. So we're going to go through each. We're not going to sort of talk for five minutes on each player at all. But I want to start on Sol Price because... Man alive, he was going in really hard early on. Oof, some real um, strong tackles, especially one I remember right in front of me on Harrison Minton, which did result in the uh, acknowledgement of a fist pump because I think even Sol Price knew he, he gone in a little bit hard. This tends to happen, I think, at Melksham. There's always a little bit of needle. I don't mind it, but ooh, first game of a pre-season for Swindon, that, that would have <laughs> that would have hurt a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's why the first teamers weren't there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he really wanted it. Uh, so, you know, you got to say fair play. He got his revenge with a goal. Um, revenge, obviously, for being released and that seeming to be the right decision in the long term. Uh, but yeah, um, it was good to see him again. Uh, and yeah, there, I mean, I think this is the first one I can remember for, for a while at least where there wasn't a fight so uh or like at least some kind of like big scrapping up it was just a lot of like yeah yeah over the top fouls for pre-season friendly but it is what it is it was what it was and it is what it is in terms of without going into the major 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 detail i have to say firstly i was surprised that there were so many trialists and 
not that I was disheartened by it, but I was like, okay, so what sort of game are we going to get here? Are we going to get Melksham steamroll over a bunch of trialists? Melksham played Bristol Rovers just the night before, so and that, I think that showed from about the 60th minute onwards. But I have to say, you know, as a podcast that likes to ask the questions and maybe sometimes lean more towards the negative notion, I got to say I was really, really impressed with one, the standard of the trialists, and two, how the game wasn't disjointed by Swindon. They didn't sort of bombard it with 22 players. They had 11 plus six or seven on the bench. Lewis Ward not getting on, Solbring getting a whole game. And I, I just think, you know, we'll talk about each trialist in a moment, but in terms of the way the game actually was managed with so many unknowns, it was a good game of football, I felt. And each trialist pretty much made a good account of themselves. And again, I'll put the disclaimer on, we're not asking for three-year contracts for every player right now, but I was really, really pleased with what I saw. Yeah, and I, f- I think it's difficult to kind of manage a, well, what's the opposite of disjointed? Jointed game um, <laughs> again, uh, with so many trialists in the team. I mean, if we reflect on how few actual Swindon players are actually present, um I think, like, yeah, there were actually significantly less Swindon players in, like, involved in the first eleven this year than last year. Which, like, how how was that possible when we had so few contracted last year? Um, that that that's uh, quite funny considering like how things seem to be so well run now. Obviously, this was intentional um, to get a look at the trialists, and, and uh, I, I guess uh, with with the first team players, there must be some kind of fitness plan of like bringing them further up to speed before they play Supermarine or something next weekend. Uh, so only time will tell with that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like the fact that there were so many trialists, you had to kind of constantly be like, okay, what what numbers that guy like, so I can remember each of the good or bad things that he does. Um, and yeah, like you say. I, I was really impressed with the standard because it didn't, you know, bar a couple of things, it didn't really feel like they're all just playing for a contract and like mm. doing the flashy stuff and not really putting in the hard yards. They seem to be like relatively organised, which like realistically, like some of them will have trained a couple of times. And like, how how's that possible? That that they they probably won't even have done much sort of work with the ball. Um, so yeah, it was it it was pretty good. I think you could see obviously like with, with the couple of goals that we conceded, um, that. Like if that was to be the team on the first day of the season, it would be <laughs> not the best thing in the world. Um, but you know, for for preseason, I think it was it was a really good game. And I think the fact that it wasn't, we weren't so much stronger than Melksham, kept me interested in the game as well. Um, in, in terms of um, usually during a preseason friendly, there might be a ten minute lull where I'm just like not interested. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I actually maintained interest throughout most of that. So that, that's a good thing as well. Yeah, likewise. In terms of the, the, the goals, we'll just quickly whiz through those. Swindon took the lead through, uh, I think they're, believe, they're known as Trialist G, um, but we'll, we'll get to their names in just a moment. Swindon took the lead through a Trialist and then Luke Ballinger, um, proper, proper non-league mainstay, former futsal international with England, uh, equalised uh, and then Sol Price scored. And yeah, like you said, defensively, both of them were a bit suspect you know one from across and one um where Sol Price I think um you know was pretty much one-on-one and scored and he seemed to enjoy that um but Swindon equalized through Ricky Aguilar for a long distance effort nicely placed and then Swindon won with about 15 minutes to go um, through another trialist so in terms of the players 
who are Swindon. Um, the the starters Sol Brin, you know, quickly whizzed through them. I thought he took crosses really well. It's hard to gauge because you know, let's, well, let's get the disclaimer out of the way. We know this was a friendly against a very non-league side, and thus are not declaring any of the players as world beaters who must be given three-year contracts. But you know, let's let's be optimistic about this. So Sol Brin took crosses well, especially when when it was raining. Didn't have much more to do other than. You know, picked the ball out the net a few times. There was one potential one on one where he was retreating, and it was the ball was so close to him. It was just like you can get to it, <laughs> get to it, and he and he did. Harrison Minton looked good. Ricky Aguilar looked solid. He finished his goal well. I think that's as good as I've seen Mo Dabre play too. So out of the four starters um, coming off the bench, George Calmeadow and Anton Dorzak both looked good. Harry Parsons got the assist for the third goal, but was probably quieter than than the others mentioned. Sonny Hart, there's a there's a surname that's topical at the moment. He came on and nearer to the end, new loan signing Kieran Brennan uh, came on in the pouring rain and did all right too. So out of the actual Swindon Town players as it stands, who stood out for you? There was a really nice defensive touch that Minton made to mm. kind of like rather that it was kind of going into a 50 50 where he just kind of flicked it and then just like stepped out and, and had all the time in the world to give the ball probably to Darbre at some point, who also looked pretty good to me. I think he was like he was buzzing around. It's, it's kind of a I don't really know how to read the tactical system. And I, to be honest, I think I joked that there were no tactics and just vibes <laughs> during, the, uh, during the game because. I mean, yeah, try and get 11 people who've barely met each other to play <laughs> some kind of tactical game. Well, it was, it, was, it was three at the back, wasn't it? It was three at the back with, with Dabre whizzing, whizzing down the right with, or the left, sorry, with the other trialists, the number five who scored going down the other side. Aguilar was central with the, the two other trialists in the middle and then the two centre forwards. So what's that? A three, five, two? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, basically the only reason I mentioned that is because it wasn't the kind of role that we've seen Darbray in. Because I think he's, he's tended to be more right-sided, but he did a decent job of that um, on on the um, occasion. Um, Cal Meadow as well. He came on in the same role um, and and looked very bright. Obviously, got the assist for the the eventual winner. Um, I mean, I, th- I think that the, the tricky work actually with that was done by a very, very nice pass by Parsons, who has clearly been watching Michael Doughty um, <laughs> sort of, uh, reruns um, to, to sort of learn to do that. Um, but yeah, Cal I thought defensively looked pretty good as well, which I don't, he's a winger, isn't he, usually? So I guess that's a good sign in terms of hopefully him getting on in a couple of different positions at some point. Um, and yeah, I'm. Basically, I think that most of the, the contracted players that we all know um, acquitted themselves reasonably well. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those ones where we kind of know stuff about all of these players. So I didn't learn too much about any of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I think that's the way of putting it. I, I was more interested in the, the trialist, to be honest, which yeah. is probably a backwards thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I think that's fair enough. Let, let's go with the trialist then. So all of these names bar one are online at the moment. So we don't know definitively if they are the right people, but using the glory of Google Images, they certainly <laughs> look like them. So, so you know, forgive if we haven't got the names right, but I'm pretty damn confident on every single one of them. That's the glory, kind of being able to sit down and watch. You can sort of see what they're talking about on social media and then just do a quick Google search and go, yeah, that's your guy. 
That's your guy. Yeah. Um, and if you're near the front, you can hear first names as well. That so helped that, yeah. a lot. <laughs> that did help, especially with the uh, with the Modric chap in the middle of the park, which was the easiest to find, which we'll get to. We'll go, we'll go down the, the list um, in alphabetical order by surname. Um, and the first name is the one that the internet hasn't quite got yet. And I spent far too much time of my evening using a photo that I'd taken versus, you know, just looking around who's been released, who's around, etc. And I can't believe it. Are you a stalker? I am a little bit of a stalker. I mean, going through their rubbish was bang out of order, but I got what I needed. So, you know, know, I apologize and also deny that that was actual factual, but, you know, the things you do for a quick laugh. So the, the, the player that I think was the defender was, and I'm going to butcher this first name, Iola Adebayo, or Adebayo, who's an ex-West Ham youth player, played, I think, maybe in the Papa John's for them. And he's most recently played for Hashtag United, funnily enough, uh, which you know, I believe is, is something the kids might get excited over. And yeah, a steady performance, but I appreciate there's not much you can do to analyse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, can't analy- I can't analyse any of the defenders, really, uh, because... Like there wasn't like proper defending to do in kind of like a defensive structural sense. So it was a moving forward sort of thing, wasn't it? Exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could you could see how they defended one to one, and that there was you know that I guess there were some good signs in there. Um, but it, yeah, it, with any of the defenders, I think I would struggle because as well, like basically anything that we've seen in this game is not what they're going to be basing their any of their decisions. On it, it'll all be what they're doing in training and how they seem to pick up the new ideas and all of that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, for for whatever reason, I just didn't pay attention to the defenders. I'm very sorry, Richard. It's no, not great. No, no, no. I, I can't really provide too much either. But again, I just was so happy that these guys got 90 minutes. You know, the, the only I think only the centre forward trialist got 62, and, and there was a trialist on the bench that didn't get as many minutes. And I'm sure. If, if they want to have a closer look, he'll he'll get Supermarine next weekend. But it's a nothing performance if he plays 45 minutes. But because he played the full 90 under two different types of weather, you can, you can really see a lot more. Um, the second trialist that I think people, but all the rest are on online in terms of listed names, recently released by Watford, scored the first goal, took it really quite well. Maybe questions about... Um, weight potentially but a lovely first touch Ryan Cassidy yeah uh, um it was a really really nice finish it, it it's so funny because like obviously I, I guess he's had a really good summer and who can blame him I would love to have a good summer as well um because until he kind of got on the ball he didn't like look like the the other players um but what he did with the ball was very good I think there were a couple of moments where he got in behind and then just lacked that kind of half a yard um to really take advantage of the space that he had uh, and that's the sort of thing that really just he needs a preseason to get like through the other side and and, and be sort of match sharp and, and and do it like it would be really hard really harsh on him to judge him based on i guess the uh, the fact that he's probably playing a game after a couple of days of training uh, having not played for ages um, and then be like oh you're not match fit and you you didn't quite make that pass in the 25th minute of the game or something like that uh, but like, yeah, what he did on the ball was like good to watch. 
So, um, you know, I guess that that's a good sign. If he, if he's getting better and better in, in training, then maybe he'll be kept around. Who knows? Cool, 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 cool. Okay, the next one on my list um, was possibly the standout player of the first 45 minutes stroke hour or so. The, the chap who looked like Modric, who I'm pretty sure everybody was believing to be the Leicester player, Baybrook. Um, but we believe, the internet believes, it's Ronan Darcy, who is actually a contracted player at Bolton Wanderers and um, played part of their uh, promotion season with Owen Doyle and Lloyd Isgrove. He looked good. Well, just in, in terms of the haircut or playing football? Hey, let's put those hands together. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, unless um, Sammy Braybrook's nickname is Ronan, uh, it definitely <laughs> isn't him. Um so yeah, um, I, I think it's it's fairly safe to assume it's Ronan Darcy because the players were calling him Ronan and he looks like Ronan Darcy. <laughs> he was the standout player in the first half, I think, um, at least in terms of trialists. Um, like really, really good on the ball, um, good in the tight spaces because like Melksham were just like putting a lot of men on him. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a huge amount more to say than he looked good on the ball. Like I, I think you could just tell that there are certain players in there where it's just like, yeah, they're just so far above the, the, the level of this game. Um, and, and he was definitely one of them. Um, so it's the sort of one where, I, you know, that like usually we'll bring on, bring in trialists and like some are there to make up the numbers in training. Some are there, we'll give them a chance. And some are there, we're seriously looking at signing you. I'm sure that he must be in that camp because like literally like as a name, he's someone that you would probably actually be like reasonably excited about if we were like, we're going to spend hundred grand and buy him from Bolton. Um, so yeah, to have him in as a trialist like that seems to be a good thing. I, I guess like maybe it, if he is under contract, maybe we're loaning him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess only time will tell. He's been in all of the background of all of those images, so I'm sure they're looking at him seriously and, and as they probably should be. Yeah, he's definitely one that I would have highlighted for second chance. Certainly, next play was the number four, I believe. Um, he's been listed as Luke Dreyer by the good old internet, um, recently released by Crystal Palace. And at one stage in his career, he was considered the real deal. But injuries have really, really held him back significantly. He looked busy. He looked eager um, throughout the game from what I remember. And yeah, I mean, injuries aside, you know, you could see why they were looking at him. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think, to be honest, a lot of my attention in the midfield was taken up by watching um, Aguiar and um, Darcy. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I don't have like fully formed opinions on Drea. He he stood out more in the second half, Drea. I will say, yeah, yeah exactly. Like once once um, Aguiar was gone, I kind of was seeing a lot more of what he was doing, and, yeah. and it was at that point that I'd also been told by someone. Uh, I think. I think, I think Tyler or something had messaged that he thinks it's him. Like, And loads of people on social media were saying um, that it, it, it's got to be him. I, I, to be honest, like, I'm going to show my ignorance. I just hadn't heard of him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have confirmed or denied. But then I, I was like looking at him and I was like, you can tell that he's been playing at a decent level. So, um, yeah, it, he, he did look pretty good in the second half. Um, I'd be interested to see like what the purpose of that kind of trial is. Um who knows? Who knows indeed. The next one is another one who you can file under, certainly looks like a footballer. Um, we're pretty sure the scorer of the winner was 
former Bristol City and recently released by Forest Green Rovers player O.P. Edwards. Quieter in the first half, but really, really improved as the game came on and became integral in the second and looked quite good in in, in stages. A few um, really nice touches, link-up play. And like I said, he just he just walked around looking like a professional footballer um, in a good way. Yeah. The, the the weird thing about that is one that there's like one picture that we like we'd put on social media. We're well not we. So Swindon Town had put on social media um, at, at some point in the last week, and we were like, "Who on earth is, is this guy?" Because he looks really familiar. Um, and I think someone suggested uh, a picture of Op Edwards, um, who it definitely wasn't. Like they look very different. Um, but I, I then recognised his face, um, and I'd heard of him because I have a mate of sports talkie. Uh, and then um, looked up. I was like, wow, <laughs> maybe he actually was here all along. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I, I because he was he was playing really quite close to where I was sat, I had his forest green picture up <laughs> and was doing like sort of one of those, like what they do on Instagram with those old pictures in the current place. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's our guy right there. That That's Opie Edwards. And yeah, he, he looked good. I've actually seen Opie Edwards play for Bristol City um, in their development team. I've seen him play for Torquay and I've seen him play for, for Swindon. So he's someone I've seen a few times and he, you know what, you know, he's worth, he's worth a year contract um, through, through his potential, but I don't know what happened at Forest Green Rovers because he didn't play a league game. He only played in the Papa John's. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning for that was other than they had a very good side, um, but to not play one of those 46 games is, is a surprise. So I don't know what the, what the situation was there, injury or, you know, out of favour or what, but he, he, I mean, come on, he, it's, it's Melchion Town on, on the first day of preseason, but he looked good. Yeah, and I think like the bits where he got the ball in the first half, he actually looked good as well. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, um, now that he's on the wing that I'm watching, I'll be interested to see what he does. And then, yeah, he was just the best player on the pitch in that second 45. Um, a little thing where he just like flicks over someone, that one of the Melchon players' heads, and you could just see them like wanting to run back, but like the, <laughs> just like complete being had sunk to the floor they were just like traipsing back uh was was pretty fun it was pretty yeah, they, fun they brought on a player i think called saeed ibrahim ibrahim and he actually nutmegged edwards at one stage so he got some mild revenge but i think that riled edwards a little bit and he did him again after that but yeah it was, it was one of those sort of substitutions where edwards could see he he had more to, or more of an advantage in that second half, and he certainly exploited it. But he still managed to get nutmegged. It was kind of accidental, but it, it did what it needed to do. But it was funny. Well, if I remember that nutmeg correctly, he he didn't like the guy didn't complete the nutmeg. No. I mean, well, it, it did the ball back, so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'll, I'll take. So that. in terms of in terms of statistics, zero nutmegs and that's zero nutmegs. Yeah. At, so. That's what the history books will remember about this game against Melksham. I don't even. <laughs> can't even find the Melksham full lineup. So um, other than that, 11. The the, the penultimate trialist, um, a non-league based centre forward who, again, I thought was quite good, but he just didn't get the ball enough. Chinedo Osadebi, who's got experience playing for Barkin, Witham and more recently Banbury. I can't really form much of opinion on him because I just don't think enough of the, the game went his direction. You know, he, he few good aerial moments from him but what you want to see from your centre forward is, is attacking threat and we didn't see it but I don't necessarily think that was his fault 
No, um, I don't really have much of an opinion on him, to be honest. I think there, there was one point where the easy option for him on the edge of the area would have been to um, play the ball out to Edwards, um, who was making a good run down the right. Um, but instead he tried to kind of like Cruyff turn it into the air and just got tackled straight away. And I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're trying to get your contract, aren't you? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think in terms of like link-up play, he looked pretty good. Um, I yeah, don't have any strong opinion on him, to be honest. And obviously he's the one we, one of the ones we saw the least of because he came off um, with with plenty of the second half still to play. Didn't have to get too wet. Maybe that's why Lewis Ward didn't get on. You know, the, got to an hour <laughs> point. He saw the clouds <laughs> forming um, around Hilperton Way and thought, do you know what, Gaffer? I'm the most senior player here. I don't fancy this. I'm absolutely sure he would have gone on, but um, it did really did rain <laughs> for about a ten minute period, didn't it? Um, in that in that worst kind of way. Um, the last trialist was apparently a young chap called Jacob Wakeling. He has recently been released by Leicester City. Um, didn't play for them, but did have a little spell on loan at Barrow last season. Um, I can give you absolutely nothing, sadly, about Jacob Wakeling. I, I didn't really notice anything. What there. number was it? 18? Because there was a number 18 who I didn't recognise, but I was like, I, it could just be a youth player that I don't know. Uh, if it is number 18, he linked quite well with Edwards in that second nice. half, I thought. They were kind of dovetailing quite nicely. So who knows? I mean, I guess if you're a trialist and you're on the bench, that's not the best sign. Um, but yeah, he, he, he if, if it was that number 18 then uh, he acquitted himself pretty well. Cool. Yeah, And there we go. There, there's Swindon Town's first preseason friendly done and dusted, a victory. Progression from last season's nil-nil draw. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, nice and competitive. But, you know, I was suitably entertained as somebody watching Swindon for the first time in preseason. I don't know how many more I'll get to. So, you know, hence the depth. Of, of opinion that I can provide, um, which is slightly more than I will be for the rest of preseason. But yeah, I mean, like I said at the top of the pod, I was suitably impressed with the standard of these trialists. That is not to say they should all be Swindon Town players um, come at the end of the month. But yeah, it, w- it was nice and interesting to see to see what is out there in terms of Swindon's options. So yeah, lovely. Um, before we go, there is, there is one emerging story that. I think that's the reason why I'm releasing this pod earlier is that Sol Bamba, the supremely experienced defender, seems to be on the verge um, of joining Swindon. The wording is tenuous depending on who you read. So your mainstreams are saying that it's it's close, that Sol Bamba is, is going to be joining Swindon Town as player coach. Ryan Walker's wording was a little bit like... Um, you know, it's up to Sol Bamba, really, if he wants it or not, as opposed to it being key. I mean, in terms of experience, it's, it's insanely impressive. Um, you know, he's played one time for, for Paris Saint-Germain. Have you? Um, then uh, no, no. Nothing quintessentially mid-noughties transfer. Paris Saint-Germain to Dunfermline. You know, <laughs> you, you just, just don't get that anymore with PSG, do you? He played in Scotland with Dunfermline and Hibernian. And then went to Leicester, a little spell with Trabzonspor in Turkey before going to Leeds and then to Cardiff where he was a cult hero pretty much at both. Last season he was at Middlesbrough. He's 37. He'll finish the season 38, 46 games for the Ivory Coast. A great calibre of player. But I would have been scratching my head, Connor, if this was just a 
playing role, but the fact that it's a player coach role, well, that makes a whole lot of sense to me because that experience is is well, is, is incredible. So yeah, it'll be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, we obviously need a coach um, in, in some form because I guess we, we're currently down in terms of members of staff that are doing that role. Um than we were last season so definitely it'd be an interesting way of filling the role um with with someone that I guess you would expect given the experience he has to kind of eventually like build up to a higher level maybe that that's kind of the journey that we want to go on with him um eventually with like you know final couple of years of his playing career and then um maybe um coming into coaching um like full-time with us who knows um but yeah I guess it, it like the coaching bit will be this unique selling point for him in terms of like being a really good opportunity to do what he wants to be doing in the longer term. Um, hopefully. And I, I guess if he's spent a long time in Cardiff, like probably we're pretty commutable as well. I, I can't imagine that he's like moved his entire world up to Middlesbrough for one season. Um, so um, that, that might be a selling point as well. Who knows? Um, I, I think it's an, it's an, it's an exciting one because he's been playing at a very high level, like, up until now really like it's it's not it's not like he's someone that's a big name but has dropped down the leagues and we're kind of just going to get what we get um i think like yeah you're not going to be playing for cardiff and middlesbrough without still being good and um like he's someone that we've all watched on tv and and stuff like that over the last few years especially when cardiff were in the premier league so um i think that's a good thing um, I think obviously a lot of people will kind of um, say about how we're not looking so much at older players and um, have have stated that we want to be looking for younger players. And then one of one of the signings of the window will be thirty-seven, which yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess like, you can you can read it like that. But then I, I think even if I was if he was just a player, I think I would have still been more charitable in the sense that you know actually like an experienced head around a couple of 22, 23 year old centre backs really is not a bad thing at all. Um, and it's probably something that we could have done with, maybe not 37, but like, yeah, I mean, I guess we had Baudry, but um, like in terms of like in the team, I think we could see like what Baudry's experience did when he was actually on the pitch. Um, and and he obviously missed a lot of last season. Um, so if we can get a similar kind of benefit out of Samba and then also he's training them as well as a coach, if that, that happens as well, um, I think it's something that I I would struggle not to see positively basically um, and that's good sticking the old tin hat on as i love to do these days it's a future manager potential here with sol bamba i think what do you i don't think that's tin for hat territory i think that's being quite sensible in terms of like yeah he he he, he definitely could be a future manager i'm sure that's something that he's wanting to do having people that are kind of of that level of thinking in house is not a bad thing and like that like him becoming a manager probably isn't something that he would even be considering for a couple of years anyway. So it's not like you immediately undermine the current guy. Yeah. I think it's just obviously the succession planning didn't seem to be very good when uh, Ben Garner left. Like there was as a long there was a long time where stuff was happening, but we couldn't really tell. If they kind of have an idea now what they want to do, then uh, yeah, I'm not going to backlash too much in the other direction. I feel like I'll be, I would be quite happy if they kind of have an idea that, you know, in two years, Sol Bamba's manager. I'm not saying that that's what it is, because it could be any manner of. He might just want to be a coach. Who knows? But um, 
yeah, if that's kind of the thinking behind it, then it's not the worst thinking in the world, I don't think. Well, we look forward to him being announced as player coach at Newport over the next 24 <laughs> hours, given, yeah. given our record. So we'll talk more about that. Um, if and when it does indeed happen, it's going to be, you know, what four weeks until the season starts, less than now. There's going to be a busy week at some point. So let's hope we get to talk about more incomings over the coming days. Until then, Connor, pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.